self-care is one of those things where we know we need it, but it takes so much effort for us to actually do. So in this third episode of the self-care series, we are going to talk about nine ways on how to take care of yourself productively without feeling guilty. You're listening to the Purposeful Productivity Podcast, where we talk about the science, stories, and strategies behind productivity that lights you up without burning you out. With your host that believes pineapples belong on a pizza, Celso Alejandro. So welcome. If you're new here, we talk all about productivity that puts people first. And this series is really highlighting that right now because self-care is a little confusing for some of us because, well, right now, there's always this feeling of guilt when we take care of ourselves. And I understand that it's this entire process. So if you're still at that stage where you find it a bit challenging to take care of yourself or prioritize yourself even a little bit, then this episode is definitely for you. So it doesn't mean that if you're not at that stage where, yes, self-care is important and I can do this for myself, does not mean you can't do it. And so hopefully this will help jumpstart the entire process for you and just encourage you and help you along the way. So we tend to feel guilty about taking care of ourselves when we know the way that we're taking care of ourselves, like the long-term effects for it are still bad for us. So case in point, if you're an emotional eater and you tend to stress eat, there's always that feeling of guilt right after eating a very big meal. But we also feel guilty when we feel like we could have been more productive, quote-unquote productive, with our time where productive usually means, you know, getting money from it. So there are times when we have hobbies and we feel bad or we feel like we should be charging for this or we should be monetizing our hobbies instead of just actually enjoying it just for the sake of it, right? Or sometimes you might feel bad just because you feel like you should be working or you feel like you shouldn't be tired or feeling mo dapat kaya mo pa. And you just want to keep pushing yourself, etc., etc. So there's multiple reasons why we feel bad when we think about taking care of ourselves. But whichever reason it is that you might be experiencing, I hope that these nine easy tips help you out in one way or another. So let's get started. So number one is make a small but useful purchase. So small is relative, but the way I define small here, if it's small enough that, like if that amount gets stolen from you, you wouldn't feel too bad for it. So in my interview with Trixie a few episodes ago, it's around a thousand pesos for her. It might be more for you, it might be less, but Whatever it is, you will know what small is for you and you don't have to, you know, compare with other people what small is. But 
what does it mean when I say small but useful purchase, right? So if you're still not at the stage where I can buy things for myself and I won't feel guilty about it, even if I know this thing is useless, then you can buy things that you haven't had the chance to, things that you'll actually use, things that are practical, that, you know, might be a bit of a luxury, that's one, or just something you've been putting off. So my personal faves for this category are socks and hair ties. For some reason, you know, I always lose socks and hair ties, but tamad na tamad akong bumili. Like, ko alam. I don't know if it's like an, an adulting thing or something, but for some reason, like, there comes a point in your life when socks are actually a good Christmas gift na. <laughs> and it, like, I'm at that age. But things that you've been meaning to, like, buy because, you know, it has some practical use for you. Or you can splurge a little bit more on things that you already use. So, for example, maybe you usually buy this brand of shampoo, but you want to try this other, like, this other more expensive kind of shampoo. So, it still gets used up. So, that's, like, we feel like it's a practical thing. But at the same time, we're also spoiling ourselves a little bit. And that's important when we're in the process of, you know, like learning to take care of ourselves more. That's important. So we're stepping out of that comfort zone just a tiny, tiny bit. But it's important to take that first step. So the key here is to make it practical so you don't trigger that guilty feeling of I don't deserve this or I'm not worth this or I just feel like it's a waste of money for me to be doing this, etc. Right? So number two is to reward yourselves with little luxuries for every milestone in a project. So the key here is to pick which project and to actually make those milestones. So for this tip, so actually I feel like I should define what I mean by this. So the way I structure tasks personally or even goals, projects, is so you have this goal, which is just one thing. But to get to that one thing, that objective, there are tiny steps along the way before you can actually complete this goal or this project. That's what we call milestones. So for example, your project is you are moving to a new house. So that's one big project. But before you can move into your new house, you have milestones. I would define milestones in this case as like what are the things that need to be done before you can check this project off as done. So if you're moving, it might mean hiring movers. It might mean, um, you know, actually having a new place to move into. And that's a whole other process might mean you might even include like decorating the place, etc, etc. So that's actually a very big project. But you can also choose like one smaller project, let's say decorating your new place. And you have you have little milestones. Like it's really up to you how you approach it, but it might be hiring an interior designer or if you're DIYing, knowing your budget knowing what you want to do with that that space, 
and actually buying the things, styling the things, making the decorations, and then, you know, taking the pictures and all of that. And so it's important. So those are your milestones. And it's important to reward yourself in those little milestones. It doesn't have to be like big. It can be as small as, you know, call the mover. If it's something challenging for you, then you should definitely turn that into a milestone. So the key here is to know what's a milestone for you. So while I gave that as an example, feel free to change it up if you want to make the milestone smaller. Like, you know, that might mean calling the internet company or something. If you're someone who's not used to talking to people on the phone, then that's definitely something you need to reward yourself for. And the reason why is, aside from, well, you know, we're learning how to take care of ourselves productively, the guilty feeling does not arrive because it's a reward for you for doing something productive. And if you need a little extra push with that tip, you're actually doing what we call positive reinforcement, especially if you do it right after the thing that you did, which means it will help you. Like rewarding yourself actually helps you build healthier habits. So it's like hitting two birds with one stone, which is always nice. So number three is to extend your reward by, you know, I have this thing where Let's just call it the splurge and save method. So before, the way I rewarded myself was to have this one big thing and just enjoy it, you know, like one time, big time. But I realized that it triggers that guilty feeling because I enjoyed it for such a short amount of time. So let's use the analogy of a chocolate bar. So... If I splurge, meaning I just eat the whole thing in one sitting, I feel good. I feel like I rewarded myself, but then I feel bad because now I feel like I did that too fast. But at the same time, if I did the save method, which is maybe in this case eating one bar of chocolate per day, then it doesn't feel like I'm rewarding myself. So instead, what I would suggest is doing a hybrid of both. So right after a very big, you know, achievement or during your self-care time, you can splurge, meaning in this case, like eating half of the chocolate bar, like one time, and then the rest of that reward, you enjoy a little bit of the time afterwards. And so that's why it's called splurge and save because it's a hybrid of those two things. So that means, number one, you're enjoying the thing and it actually feels like a reward, but at the same time, you get to extend the benefits of that reward across, you know, multiple days even. So you can apply this not only to, you know, food, but maybe your reward is binge watching a K-drama and K-dramas are usually like more than an hour long. So maybe you can do half and then after that, just one episode per day. If gusto mo talagang, you know, sulitin yung experience. 
So number four is to have a budget for self-care things. Usually, the guilt, there's also that guilty feeling when we feel like we're spending too much on ourselves. Especially if you're the primary caretaker of the family. There's this tendency na inuuna mo yung lahat and then sarili mo huli. Parang, no, I'm good. Okay lang ako. Masaya ako. Busog na ako. Like, makita ko lang kayong masaya. Busog na rin ako. You know, yung mga ganong linyahan. There's this guilt of like, oh, yung ipambibili ko ng perfume sa sarili ko, isi-save ko na lang para sa anak ko. Yung, yung mga ganon. That's not bad, but you also have to remember to, you know, you are also worth taking, being taken care of, you know? And it's okay. So, to combat that without triggering that guilt, what you can have is a budget for your personal needs. So, it might be a percentage. It might be a certain amount every month. But the trick here is you are committing to telling yourself that this amount it's okay to spend it however much you want, no matter how small it is. Because if in advance, sinabi mo na, okay, itong 500 na to na nasave ko this month, okay lang na ipang Watsons ko or whatever, you know? And so when that time comes and you're buying stuff for yourself, you can tell yourself that it's okay because nag-commit ka na eh. Um, you committed to that reward for yourself. And so that's okay. And it, you don't you won't feel guilty. Number five. So another thing that triggers our guilt is when we buy when we buy things for ourselves, that's feeling natin sayang. Usually because hindi natin ginagamit. Tip number five is actually using the things you bought to reward yourself. And if it's something that you bought just because it looks nice as hindi mo plano gamitin, then maybe don't use that as a reward. I'm talking to you, journaling people, stationary people, yung mga mahilig mangolekta ng notebooks na never ginagamit. Ayan. <laughs> this tip is for you, and I'm very much guilty of this. And so, you have to enjoy the things that you buy, and it's okay to buy them. Right? And... This is a sign for you. Use the blank notebooks that you buy from National Bookstore, even if they're really pretty. Use them so that you won't feel bad about buying them, okay? Tip number six is to do self-care first or prioritize self-care before work. And this is counterintuitive because we usually do the opposite. So ang ginagawa natin, uh, inuuna natin yung work, because that's what we feel like is most important, quote-unquote. And then, kung ano man yung matira, yun yung pang self-care. And usually, yung nangyayari. Actually, usually, hindi yung nangyayari in the first place. But if you flip it around, what's going to happen is you're forcing yourself to take care of yourself first. And then you'll be surprised that even after doing, you know, taking care of yourself and whatever, you'll be surprised to know more often than not kung anumang deadlines yung meron ka, magagawa mo pa rin, whatever it is. Because there's this law, <laughs> there's this law that work expands to fill the space that you give it. So we tend to, if we know the deadline is 
one week from now, we tend to procrastinate the stretch out natin right until the very last minute. Pero I bet if that deadline was tonight, you'll do everything you can to finish it. And in that same way, if you give yourself a stricter deadline na, na uunahin mo yung self-care mo, wala ka namang ibang choice eh, to do whatever you can to meet your work deadline. But if it's the other way around, na unahin mo work before self-care, the tendency is, if, even if it's something that you can finish in one hour, we tend to overthink, we tend to, you know, we extend the time it takes for us to actually do that thing, then walang mangyayari. Like, you won't be able to take care of yourself. So try flipping it around and you will surprise yourself. I promise you, you are capable of taking care of yourself and meeting your deadlines. I promise. It takes a little bit of practice. But once you know that you can do it, then you can do this guilt-free promise. So tip number seven is a social tip. So this is one of my favorites. It's doing co-working online as much as possible, you know, to take care of ourselves. But what what is co-working? So, you know, pre-pandemic when meeting other people in real life was a thing, you'd get together or even there are even co-working spaces where you go there and it's an open layout and even with people you don't know, you're kind of working beside them and stuff like that. But online, what I like to do with my friends is I host a Zoom call and we're all there and we declare our goals at the start of the session. And then we do a Pomodoro, which is basically 25 minutes of work, then five minutes of a short break three times and then on the fourth round instead of instead of doing five minutes of rest we do 15 so it's 25 5 25 5 25 5 and then 25 15 and the reason why i really like this so even though it's like a productivity tip i also really like this for self-care because it's also productive number one because you're getting things done and you're hyper-focused because no one's allowed to talk during the 25-minute work time. But at the same time, once five minutes is up, you are free to you are free to like rest and talk to people. That's usually what happens, right? So after 25 minutes of working all alone, you have you have other people also doing work and you guys get to discuss your work or just you know, talk about random things. And it's a really good refresher. It freshens you up and it makes you feel less lonely as well. And there's no guilt attached to that at all compared to like maybe chatting with someone for hours in social media. So because again, you are getting work done while filling up your social needs. So that is just... Honestly, one of my favorite things to do. And I highly recommend that. Tip number eight is having a takeout night once a week. This is a tip especially for those who cook their own food and do not like cooking. So I have friends like Trixie who love cooking. For some reason, they they love the whole thing. And uh, not my thing. Or rather, I don't like doing the, the dishes. But you can 
have a takeout night like once a week. And this extends not only to cooking, actually, but give yourself a cheat day. So it doesn't only apply to, you know, dieting or anything, but give yourself one day out of the weekday where you allow yourself to relax your rules for yourself. So maybe you promised yourself that you'd write 5,000 words a day or something like that. And you've been at it for a very long time, etc., etc. You can, you are allowed to take a break. So you can set it in advance, like once a week, instead of writing 5,000 words a day, I'll just write 2,000. Or maybe I won't write once a day. And that's okay. That is considered your rest day. So I guess the main idea of this tip not only to cooking, but also to working, is to have a cheat day for something that you don't like doing. It might be cooking, it might be writing, it might be something work-related, it might be doing chores, so you can relax your chores for one day a week. It's okay. Like, no one's going to knock on your door and arrest you for not being consistent, you know? So... That is one tip you might not have heard anyone else say, but I think it's important to be nice to ourselves and remind ourselves that we are not robots and it's okay to, you know, you're not a bad person for taking a break like once a week. So it's fine. And for our last tip, but not the least, is to chunk projects and do it one step at a time. So you can stagger. So basically, pwede mo siyang gawin ng tingi instead of gawin mo siya in bulk. What do I mean by this? So this applies to things you've been wanting to do for yourself but haven't had time to because feeling mo it's gonna take up so much time, it's gonna take up so much energy or perhaps you can do it in one weekend pero... Then, pagod ka ng isang araw, tas yung isang araw mo para sa labada. So, parang nawalan ka ng weekend, etc., etc. So, you, di mo na lang siya gagawin. So, this tip is for you. I highly recommend this if you want to pursue hobbies or pursue weekend projects and stuff like that. Pero, yun nga, dalawa lang yung weekend mo. Let's say. Right? So, instead of doing it ng isang araw, let's say yung project mo is gusto mong maglinis ng buong bahay mo, right? You wanna do some spring cleaning or decluttering or conmarrying or whatever. So instead of doing it ng isang buong Saturday, what you can do instead is it might be messy for like a week, pero okay lang, is to do a few steps at a time per day. So instead of doing a whole like deep clean ng isang araw, isang buong Saturday, Maybe Monday you can plan and then Tuesday you can take out or like clean out room number one or master's bedroom and then Tuesday would be kids' room and, you know, just basically doing one thing at a time. And then at the end of the week, you would have still finished your project. That's me weekend ka pa rin. So basically, hinahati-hati lang natin yung projects na gusto mo for yourself. And then... Doing a little bit of that every single day instead of one whole day. So that yung the guilt is usually 
yun nga, feeling mo nawalan ka ng araw. Feeling mo nawalan ka ng weekend. So, instead of having that feeling, parang just taking an extra one hour of each day to do the project doesn't feel as heavy as, you know, taking an entire afternoon out of your weekend away. And then you don't feel bad about doing the project anymore, right? So, those are nine tips to take care of yourself productively without feeling guilty. Again, my personal favorite is number seven, but a second favorite would be like number number one. So how about you? What was your favorite tip in today's episode? Do let me know in the comments or even just email me. There's a link down below how you can contact me. And if you have any suggestions, you can, you know, feel free to do that as well. I hope that these nine tips were useful to you. And I hope that this jumpstarts your journey into feeling less guilty about taking care of yourself. Because no matter how much you feel like you don't deserve it, you really do. And it's okay. And I hope this episode reminds you of that. So again, I'm your host, Cels Alejandro. Thank you for listening to the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. Bye! So that was today's episode of the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Cels Alejandro. And if you want to learn more about this or get all the latest updates on this podcast, the best way for you to do that is to go to cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Again, that's Cells Alejandro. That's my name, cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for sticking around. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye. And don't forget to always show up every day. Bye.